Football season has returned. Has returned. It's been a long time. Sojourner Drew, it's been a pleasure and an honor. I'm sorry for the delay. It's been a long time coming. Um, had to take care of a lot of little legal issues and a lot of hurdles and a lot of rings of fire you got to jump through in our current commerce society. But it is what it is. I'm going to have to do it again. We always have to. You know, in the movie The Matrix, Mr. Smith never stopped chasing down Neo. And so when you hear on this planetary earth and this plane of existence in the three-dimensional realm, you're constantly going to be chased by Mr. Smith, especially if you have a 12-tribe Melchizedek bloodline, which I'm sure there's a lot of human beings on planet Earth that have that because there's a lot of them locked up in penitentiaries, county jails, and some other facilities. Um, and so I wanted to talk about that today a little bit too, just about, you know, just being here here on planet Earth and being a light worker or being a star seed or being an indigo or being a rainbow or maybe even a crystal child or a dope. Um, those things are paramount to understanding the energy vibration that we deal with on ourselves and being able to understand the vibration of the other people around us that may not understand or even transmit or even get that vibrational shift that you come to bring here on planet Earth. Um, and with that being said, it's a privilege to introduce the feminine principle, the luminary, the ones that we're working with the energy that's transmitting all this higher information of sacred knowledge and intuition and wisdom. Um, it's just a divine feminine principle, as I may mention before in other episodes. That right there just lets you know that it's going to be a balance and shift in perspective. And it doesn't always have to be from a masculine perspective, which is great. But at the same time, it's been a masculine perception dominating this culture of society on planet Earth for a very long time. And so you don't really get to see the balance of the divine feminine, as they would call the Holy Spirit in the Bible, because of the suppression of it, the suppression of the feminine. And so with that being said, I'd like to introduce a couple of different things that may be, you know, worthwhile of mentioning here on the calendar. 
of some things that express or even explain the divine feminine better than me. You know what I'm saying? Trying to even just express it. Me saying the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit, as they would call it in church, um, doesn't give it its rightful place. It is the mother spirit, the Sophianic mother principle. That has been suppressed throughout the ages. Whether if it was a heresy, like with the churches saying that women were witches, if they were going out there just, you know what I'm saying, maybe even just touching the little parts of the flowers and stuff. Maybe not even picking no flowers. They just were called a witch and burned at the stake or put in a cage and drowned. And this is just unheard of brutality. Not just on the consciousness, but just on just the divine feminine period. So, yeah, I think it would be boom, boom, boom. The suppression of the feminine. And I think it would be better of me to actually find that and share that rather than me trying to express it or explain it. If I know somebody else can express it or explain it better than that, you know? And so I think that would be great. And here we have it right now.
when you understand that there is a common spiritual bond between all things in the universe, and that we are all part of one divine intelligence, no phenomena is unexplainable. The blank matter within the most basic building blocks of perceivable existence is malleable and molded by intent. This means that consciousness shapes our reality. This is difficult to accept for most, and it is quite understandable. In modern times, we are taught from an early age how to think rationally and tangibly. This is a very left-brain method of education, and it has more harmful effects than is given credit for. The left brain deals with logic, details, facts, patterns, practicality, science, and math. As the right brain deals with feeling, intuition, symbols, images, risk-taking, philosophy, and religion. With a deliberate push for government-controlled educational curriculums, generation after generation of the youth are being taught to focus only on the facts, figures, and numbers. Repetition is used to train children subconsciously to accept what they're learning. Children are rewarded for questioning the validity of the information they receive. They're ridiculed. However, the children who blindly accept the information as true and merely regurgitate the information on command when it is time to take a test, those children go on to become the decision makers in our government, law, medicine, business, and every other occupation with power and prestige. The most detrimental effect of being pushed away from holistic thinking with the full brain into a strictly left brain thought is what is known as the suppression of the feminine. Every male and female have both feminine and masculine qualities. It has nothing to do with man or woman. These are represented by the left and right brain, yin and yang, black and white, light and dark, and most every other duality. Both are vital to our spiritual and physical health. So the intangible parts of our existence, such as emotions, are part of the true reality of higher consciousness. If emotions are part of a realm that we cannot experience with our five senses, then how is it that we are all aware of our emotions? What most people believe to be emotions are not truly the emotion itself. What we are experiencing is the physical manifestation of these emotions. Anger causes disturbance in the psyche which manifests itself in the ego. These manifestations cause the heart rate to increase, body temperature to rise, and spawn many other physical traits that signify anger. Just as music from the radio is a physical manifestation of an intangible signal, our experience of emotion is the physical manifestation of an intangible signal as well. It has been shown that our emotions have a vibratory frequency to them. Furthermore, there are only two emotions that humankind experiences, fear and love. All other emotions branch either directly or indirectly from these two emotions. Fear has a long and slow frequency vibration to it, while love has a very rapid and high frequency. To show that vibration is the very foundation of existence, Hans Jene developed what is known as cymatics in the 1940s to show that when vibrations of sound are passed through a form of media, there is a set pattern that will follow. When the frequency increases, the media develops into a more complex pattern. Precisely what is happening to our Earth and to humanity. There are 64 possible codes of amino acids in our DNA structure made of four elements. Carbon, oxygen, hydrogen, and nitrogen. By any means of logic, we should have all 64 codes activated within our DNA structure. Yet we presently only have 20 active codes. And these 64 possibilities, it appears that only 20 
of these codes are turned on right now for us, the 20 amino acids. There is a switch that turns off and turns on where those coding sites lie, and that the switch uh, for that turning off and turning on is what we call emotion. And this is the first time that we've ever seen the patterns of emotion directly physically linked to human genetic material. Well, fear is a long, slow wave of emotion. So this wave of fear is a long, slow wave and touches relatively few sites on this DNA. So an individual living in fear is limited to the number of antenna that they have available to them. Whereas an individual uh, living in the pattern of love, this is love. In DNA, you can see it's, it's a higher frequency, shorter uh, wavelength. We have many more potential sites for coding uh, along that genetic pattern. The information, this is amazing. This is the first time we've ever had a hard digital link between emotion and genetics. Important to understand because another researcher named Vladimir Popinov met tiny particles of light called photons inside a vacuum tube. The photons were scattered as expected. A sample of DNA was then entered into the vacuum tube and they measured the photons again. They found that the particles of light aligned themselves along the axis of the DNA. Then, as they removed the DNA sample, the photons remained aligned to the same form of the DNA even though no DNA was present. This is what is known as the phantom DNA experiment. Science now bridges a very important gap between physical and ethereal or spiritual. Our emotions directly affect the structure of our DNA, which directly shapes the physical world we experience every day. So the messages left by the ancients that we've explained here were more than prophecies about a one world government or a new world order. We now understand why the study of the heavenly bodies were so important. The rotation and orbit of all that makes up our universe serves as a clock to map changes and transitions. Then the ancients understand that the change of the heavenly bodies were a mirror to the changes of all existence. Secondly, Department Chairman of Chemistry, University of California, Berkeley, showed that DNA acts as an antenna for cellular upregulation. The primary function they taught us about what DNA is about. It's a receiver and transmitter of photons, light and phonon sound. For what? Cellular upregulation, meaning that they're water molecules, the pyramid power around the DNA spiral energizing strands are taking in the spiritual energy of love vibrations and then sending it out for manifesting, precipitating in a quantum field, the physical matter of the body. These are hertz frequencies or cycles per second that the musicians can retune their instruments to play and experiment with. Why? Again, these are the creator's musical scale, the original solfeggio, buried for 3,000 years in the Bible. So the ancient priests who knew how to levitate the huge stones for the building of the pyramids and the Masonic knowledge that predated ancient Egypt, the ability to have this information, these frequencies, serve the function of creation, destruction, and miracles on behalf of the empowered people who had access to this knowledge. I say that because of this metaphor.
This is the difference between the power of our Creator and anything else, particularly evil. That you can go into a pitch black room full of evil, full of darkness, and light a little candle, and instantly that darkness flees. But you can't do the opposite. You can't go into a well-lit room full of truth and wisdom and righteousness and joy and health and harmony with the universal power. You can't take off any amount of darkness and go into that well-lit room and have any effect whatsoever. That is the metaphor which I frequently think of when I think that I'm not empowered. It is the greatest lesson for me and I think for everybody else to know that we're on the winning side.